0: Welcome back to another episode of the Adam Schefter podcast. In today's episode, we are going to play the entire interview that I conducted in Denver a couple of weeks back with the Broncos Pro Bowl safety, Justin Simmons, that we used for a story that ran on Sunday NFL Countdown this past week. A very unique story in which the Broncos safety, Justin Simmons, learned about the death of another 32-year-old Justin Simmons who wound up donating his organs to help save three lives. And the reason that I wanted to play the full interview is because the story was so unique and not all of Justin Simmons' words came through in the seven-plus-minute piece that ran on Sunday NFL Countdown. And Justin Simmons is one of the most impressive players, and men that I've come across in my 30 plus years covering the NFL. Thoughtful, generous, philanthropic, giving, an incredible individual. And when I flew to Denver to sit down with him, I had spent 15 plus years covering the Broncos team. And as I sat in their practice facility with him and listened to his message and his words and what he wishes for in our society today. I was thinking as to who he compared to. What great men who I covered on the Broncos did he remind me of? And honestly, he was as impressive in that hour that I spent with him that day in Denver as anybody that I'd ever come across in the Broncos locker room. This guy was incredible. And as he delivered his words as to why he flew in this family to honor them before the Broncos home opener. I said, I want everybody to hear the message from Justin Simmons himself. So anybody who hasn't seen the story, it is on my Instagram account, Adam Schefter. It is on my Twitter handle, Adam Schefter. You can go watch the story before you listen to the interview, or you can listen to the interview, then watch the story if you haven't seen it already. But Justin Simmons' words were so meaningful that I felt that they deserved their own platform, which is why we're going to play the entire interview with him today so people can hear the backstory that led to the actual story that ran on Sunday NFL Countdown from a man who should have a platform and is going to do incredible things, not only during his football career, but after his football career. And now as we head into week seven, a couple of things I wanted to point out about week six. Just landed off my flight from Nashville, and I was flying back, sitting next to a man who worked for an air conditioning and heating company. He was flying to Pittsburgh for the day, and he informed me that at the age of 64, he's retiring. And he was telling me how he used to live in Florida and used to go to the high school football games of Derrick Henry. And he said, do you know that back then, Derek Henry, when we watched him do what he did in high school, he was a man among boys. And I said, sir, first of all, congratulations on your retirement after all these years working over 30 years. But Derek Henry was a man among boys in college and in the NFL. He's still a man among boys. Nothing's changed from when he ran in high school and posted those crazy, wacky numbers that he did. The way he ran over Buffalo on Monday night, three touchdowns, Unbelievable. Guys carrying the Tennessee franchise and making sure that that team stays competitive and relevant. And Derek Henry is as good a running back as there is in the NFL today. What he continues to do is incredible. The other thing that stood out to me about the entire week is this. We should remember how long the NFL season is and how we should not overreact to any one week, whether it's week seven coming up or week one. If we go back to week one, people were in an uproar and a panic over the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, the Baltimore Ravens, even the Buffalo Bills. Dallas lost on opening night to Tampa, and the sky was falling. Green Bay got blown out against New Orleans, and nothing was right in the Packers' world. Baltimore loses an opening Monday night game, and even Buffalo got beaten at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now, since then, Dallas has reeled off five straight wins and looks like as good a team as there is in football. Green Bay has reeled off five straight wins and looks like as good a team as there, is in, as there is in football. The Ravens have reeled off five straight wins and look like as good a team as there is in football. And Buffalo lost Monday night to Derrick Henry, the man among boys. But still looks like it's going to be right there at the end and is as good as any team in the AFC and maybe in football. And so everybody got all worked up over week one, all lathered up. And people are still getting lathered up right now about certain losses. But the bottom line is good teams usually rise up and good quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, usually make sure that their teams are going to remain competitive and relevant all season long. Nothing has changed. So if your team loses this week, don't panic. There's still time. And if we go back to week one, there's a great lesson in there that what happens in week one is not necessarily a look as to what's going to happen for the remainder of the season. And now back to the story of Justin Simmons. And before I play it, I just want to point out one other thing. When I was flying to Denver from Los Angeles, a Monday night football game to sit down with Justin Simmons, I was relaying The extent and details of the story to a colleague at ESPN as I was driving to the airport in an Uber. And when we pulled up to the curb at the airport in LA, the Uber driver got out and started walking toward me. And he said to me, Sorry, I couldn't help listening in on your conversation. I was eavesdropping. And I just wanted you to know that I would not be here today if it weren't for somebody who donated their organs. Somebody donated a liver and a kidney to me, and they helped save my life. So I heard what you had to say about Justin Simmons. And can you please do me this favor? Can you please tell the family of Justin Simmons? God bless them. And it was incredible as I'm flying to meet Justin Simmons that this Uber driver shares that story, him being an organ recipient himself. And it speaks to the power and the importance of the message that the Broncos' Justin Simmons delivered about the death of the 32-year-old Justin Simmons. Justin, what does the game of football mean to you?
1: Football means everything to
0: me. Um, You know, it's crazy because
1: you start off and it's innocent, you know. It's just a game that you grew up playing in your backyard and eventually throw some pads on and Sometimes, you know, it's the passion of your family members and they just throw you into the fire and then um, you kind of find your own niche throughout throughout the way. Everyone has an amazing story when it comes to football and what it's done for them in their lives. And I've uh, I've definitely had a lot of opportunities to meet a lot of awesome people and um, do a lot of, you know, great things, not just through myself, but through the game of football. And so football just means everything to me.
0: What are some of the things that football's done for you?
1: football's gave me an uh, opportunity to just, you know, the biggest thing is meet such amazing people. And, um, you know, football over the years has slowly, um, that platform has slowly risen, uh, you know, for me and, and God has just, you know, done such amazing things in my life. And um, as as the years have gone on, you know, I've been able to focus on, you know, what what's more important, you know, what are the most important things? And Um, it's been able to, it's, you know, being able to give back, being able to meet people and hearing their stories and finding ways like, well, Hey, I can help with that. And that's probably been the the biggest blessing in my life.
0: How long did it take you to learn that, that you can use football and the platform it gives you for greater good
1: early, um, high school, my, my parents, uh, Ever since high school, you know, my parents, my mom and my dad, have uh, specifically ingrained in me at an early age, you know, to always give back. And you know, whether that, you know, you play a high school game on Friday, and you know, you wake up Saturday and you're you're out and you know watching Pop Warner. You know, that's what I did in South Florida. When I grew up. You go out on Saturday mornings and watch your you know brothers play or whatever the case may be. And you know, it, it's giving back. You know, in times like that, you know, it's giving back in community service and you know, the small towns that you're from. And I'm really thankful for my parents because, you know, at the time in high school, I'm like, I'm just doing, you know, requirements in high school. You know, you do a little bit of community service work. I'm doing, you know, honoring my parents, doing what they asked me to do. And never would I have thought that that would have carried me and been a passion uh, throughout my career. And I'm just really thankful for that.
0: And you've done so much good. What, when you look at it now, are you most proud of giving back?
1: I'm most proud of the stories that are heard and um, the people that are seen because, you know, we we live in a day and age now where like TV and and the fame and the, the platform of, you know, being a, you know, quote unquote celebrity is, you know, what a lot of people strive for. And there are so many people out there that do you know, amazing, honest work and, you know, their stories, you know, don't get heard or their stories don't get seen. And, you know, those are some of the things that, that I'm the most proud of, you know, stuff that happens behind the scenes, you know, a lot of the times with a lot of athletes that they do amazing work around the league. Those are the things that I'm, I'm super thankful for, you know, getting to meet families, letting them know they're important, investing in kids saying like, Hey man, you don't have to be, you know, the best athlete. You don't have to be necessarily even, you know, the best student, but you matter, you know, you matter, you're important and hearing, you know, someone from, you know, an NFL platform say that to them. I mean, it, it, the, the the emotion that is just described through eye contact is just, I mean, that's it, you know, that's it for me, you know, having that interaction with those people and their families and those kids.
0: You ever think this story? That we're doing today would be heard
1: you know when i first uh heard about it um I, I i didn't you know i i think for most guys like you ask them you know when a when a story is you know being covered or you know you do something um you know maybe like a good deed or something you know the the motivation behind it is you know never like well i hope people see i hope you know it's covered and you know i i hope i always hoped in the back of my head like people can see what a family is going through you know i hope their stories heard i hope they can you know be seen and be recognized um but i never would i have thought that you know we'd be sitting here um talking about you know justin allen simmons and um you know the impact that he's had you know in in his short life and um the weight that his family carries but the positive that has come from that
0: this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around about the story of Justin Allen Simmons,
1: it's crazy. Um, this past off season, I'm down in Florida I'm enjoying some time with my family, and I get a call from my financial advisor, and you know he tells me he goes, "Hey, you're not going to believe this, but uh, there's a gentleman named Justin Simmons who just passed away." I said, you know, making sure I, he didn't you know break up, you know, connection could be bad sometimes. I said, "Justin Simmons, like my like my name?" He said, "Yeah," and. He explained to me how he has keyword searches on, you know, Google and anytime the name Justin Simmons pops up, you know, he gets, he gets, you know, a a ring or or something on his phone. And he found an article that said Justin Simmons, you know, passes away and dot, dot, dot. And so he's freaking out, opens the message and Justin Simmons passes away at the age of 32. And, you know, then quickly realizes it wasn't me, but he said, you know, felt like, God put it on his heart to share that and I'm so thankful he did because we had talked about it and we looked into it a little bit more and you know Justin was an organ donor and um, it's very unfortunate you know how he passed but loved the game of football and we just felt like man this is if this isn't a clear-cut sign you know we don't know what is and decided to reach out to the family and um, wanted to do something special you know for them if they if they wanted to.
0: What makes you want to reach out to the family, Justin?
1: I just felt like, you know, the fact that he loved football, the fact that he was so community-driven, um, and the fact that that story, you know, crossed, you know, my financial advisor's phone and crossed our path. I just, I, 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 in the moment, just was like, this is a sign, you know, to, to reach out, you know, and to find out if there's anything that, you know, we can do in some way, shape or form, you know, to help recognize the family, help comfort them in some way, you know, in this, what can be, I couldn't even imagine such a stressful time. And I, I couldn't imagine, you know, going through that. And so wanted to try and find some way to honor, you know, Justin and what he did and, and watching that Honor Walk video, um, you know, when he was in the hospital was just uh, so emotional. And um, it was like right then and there where I knew, I wanted to find a way to to be able to to help them in some way, if I could.
0: Take me to that moment when you see that honor walk, because I watched that. What was going through your mind when you saw them wheel him through the hospital to the standing ovation that he got from the doctors and nurses there in attendance?
1: It was uh, gut-wrenching, you know, to watch and uh, just thinking about it. Seeing him go from, uh, you know, his hospital room, and rolling him down the aisle and you know, I'm tearing up thinking about it because um, I, I have a, you know, three-year-old daughter now and I couldn't imagine, um, you know, having to hug her goodbye. And uh, just, I, uh, yeah, I I, I I just have all the, you know, respect in the world for, for Justin and what he did and, um, you know, for his family and, um, you know, how great they've been and getting to meet them. And uh, I'm just really thankful, you know, for them. You know, Justin Justin's story is going to be something that um a lot of people gravitate to
0: my understanding is he had something of a troubled life and overcame a lot to get to where he was but ultimately in the end he helps others when it matters most when he's leaving the earth are you aware of his history and the steps he had taken through his life before he left us
1: yeah very very briefly um you know before i met their family i I didn't know much and um I wanted to ask and, uh, and, you know, make sure I was mindful of, you know, what they were going through and wanted to be completely, uh, wanted to be respectful, you know, in that time, but at the same time, man, I just thought like, what an awesome person. And I wanted to get to know as much as possible. And, you know, hearing about kind of like his upbringing and things that he went through, it's no wonder that he's doing amazing things. I mean, you think you look at the adversity that he hit in his life and, The way that he was able to battle and fight through those things and um now he's you know and it's such an amazing testimony because when you go you know people can always relate when they when you have like the same story as them right like someone that you know a, a guy that loses his mom early on in life can relate to someone else that that is successful but also lost their mom early on in life and so it's no wonder that you know justin hit all that adversity he was going through all those things and then now he's like i know how to help I know how to help people in my situation. You know, I know how to help people find a, you know, get a second chance, find a job, work through those things. I know the hard work. I know the commitment, you know, to those things. And so, you know, you hear an awesome story and then it's like, it's no wonder he's doing great things, man.
0: When you heard about it from Scott, did you reach out to his family? Did he reach out to his family? How did that work?
1: I I told, I asked Scott to do it. Um, You know, Scott found the story. Um, Scott was the one that presented it to me. And uh, Scott was the one that said, you know, I don't want to overstep, but I feel like this is a sign. And that's when I was saying in my head, like I was thinking the same thing and wanted to be respectful. And, um, you know, if the family, you know, obviously was, you know, still grieving. And and like I said, I, I just wanted to I wanted to do something special without overstepping. And I felt like that would have been great if Scott had asked rather than myself. And I'm just thankful that it all worked out.
0: But you could have sent them a signed jersey, a signed football, autographs. You flew eight family members from three different states into Colorado and looked after them before you played your home opener. How come?
1: Yeah. Justin um, and his story in the video. Um, it was really the video. You know, that honor walk, man. And uh, right before he got to the elevator, um, his family just all surrounding him and how important it was, you know, um, for his family, obviously, to be there. And uh, just hearing a little bit about, you know, the type of person that he was before I even met their family, I said, whoever wants to come to that game, whatever it looks like, we'll figure it out. But I want them to be there.
0: Let's go to the day of the game. You fly the family, and what do you remember about that day and what went into it?
1: Yeah, um, I remember it. You know, I remember the night before asking, you know, uh, Scott, you know, my my financial advisor, and then asking Marcus, who is my foundation, my foundation manager, uh, you know, asking them like, hey, is everything good? You know, I want to make sure the family got in okay. You know, no one missed and hey, all things are good. You know, focus on the game. You have plenty of time to talk to them after. And I said, okay, cool. And, uh, you know, Typical Sunday, you know, my normal routine, go to the stadium, um, you know, getting ready for the game and, um, you know, Patrick and Jordan with our, you know, PR team are telling me, Hey man, um, you know, just find one of us on the field if you want, and uh, we'll be standing next to some of the family members. And, uh, I can remember, you know, I don't think I was trying to rush through a warm up, you know, fast enough and, uh once i had a little bit of a break and ran over to the sideline and i just you know took my helmet off and i just wanted to introduce myself because at that point i hadn't talked to them i haven't met them and um i just wanted to thank them so much for for coming out and i said i couldn't imagine how hard this is you know to be in an environment where you know um your son loved the game probably talked football with you all the time and you know they shared with me after at the hotel that uh he loved football so much. He did fantasy even for people he was up against. He'd be up against his mom that week and mom, you gotta drop this guy. You know, he's hurt, not doing that well. You gotta bring in this guy. And uh so I, you know, I was just telling him thank you. And um and then uh gave them uh one of our warm up balls, um, uh, you know, that we used and um, you know, I said, I wish I could do something more, but um this is like this is something I wanted to give to you guys in, in honor of, you know, Justin and what he did and um, walked away and uh you know you know Patrick and Jordan were telling me that you know uh Justin's mom had just was just taken away and uh, broke down and um it was just special
0: you mentioned that Justin Allen Simmons story deserved to be told mm. and shared what about the story deserved to be heard
1: well not only the fact that um a family was grieving right and he was doing such amazing community work and that alone deserved to be recognized and is admirable but also in his moment of need um and in that honor walk video you know he was uh he was going down to be of service of others um in terms of organ donation and uh i i just like you never know, you know. There, you talk about it all the time, and um, and you hear it, and like movies or, or, or inspirational quotes of. You never know what you're made of until you hit that moment of you know finding out. And in that moment, you know he's uh, facing his his life head on at at the at this point, you know. And he tells, and you know, family tells me that he is the one that signed off and said. I wanna help someone if I can with this. And he was able to, you know, through being an organ donor. And um, I just think that that's like, that just blows my mind. In his moment of need and and, in suffering and in pain, you know, he's still thinking about others and wants to find a way to help, which is just, it's crazy.
0: Did you have any discussion with his family about the three lives that he saved?
1: I had a discussion with them about it and um, I felt, I it's emotional hearing it and i you know i i felt uh when they were telling me i was i just felt overwhelmed you know with like emotion because of you know they're sitting here telling me about how their son saved lives even in his moment of need and you know i'm just like and they kept telling me i f- overwhelmed because they keep telling me thank you thank you for you know inviting us to the game the game was great you know, I'm getting pointers from the family about what I did good, what I did wrong and what Justin would be telling me I need to work on. And, uh, you know, in that same conversation, in that same flow, they're telling me about more about Justin and the and the families or I mean, in and the, and the individuals that, you know, that he saved and he was able to to help. And I, I like I said, I'm overwhelmed with emotion because there's so much gratitude on their end. And I'm like, like, no, like what? Like, thank you. Thank you for raising, you know, the type of man that you did and um, look at the lives that are being touched and, you know, how special their story is. And uh, that was like the overwhelming, you know, emotional side of things right there and having that conversation. And uh, yeah, hearing those stories, or at least a few of them was, uh, was,
0: was unbelievable. Last night I was leaving LA and I'm driving to the airport and I'm on the phone with a colleague from work. and He said, what are you going to Denver for? i said i'm going to interview justin simmons very unique story he flew in the family of somebody named justin simmons who lost his life who was an organ donor who they had an honor walk for this guy saved three lives i tell him the whole story i pull up to the curb at lax the uber driver gets out comes to my side and says i hope you don't mind i was eavesdropping in on your conversation And I couldn't help but hear it. And I want you to know, I received a kidney and liver transplant. And I wouldn't be here today without it. And I got emotional hearing what you had to say. Please tell the family of Justin Simmons. God bless them. Mm, It's crazy.
1: Like I said, that you talk about uh, coincidence or, I mean, that happened for a reason, right? I hope this serves as a... uh, Somewhat as a as a thought and uh, something to, for, for people to carry on that, like, you never know what someone's going through. You never know um, how it's affecting them. And um, it's important to just be there for each other. And everyone goes through tough times. Everyone has um, things that they're working through. But, you know, we're all special. We're all important. And um, it's important for people to realize that. I, I realize that, you know, things are... Things for me are uh, really self-centered. I start using "I" and "me" and "my." I'm tired, you know. But what about me? And um, I think in Justin's story, you know, relating it to kind of like my life and like, you know, I, uh, you know, but I just did community service. Um, you know, I just did something. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this today. Um, hearing Justin's story kind of brought a new, I wouldn't even say motivation, but just like a new realization that ah, it's bigger than you, you know, it's bigger than what you're going through. And it, that that really resonated with me, being selfless, you know, to its core, like complete genuine selflessness. I'm really thankful for for Justin, man. I told his family um, post post game, you know, I'm gonna try my best, you know, to live up to his name, and uh and honor that, because he was special, and he genuinely met you know the work that he was doing here, and uh, that was evident in his work you know before his passing and definitely after with the with the organ donation
0: so Justin Simmons trying to live up to the reputation and pasties of Justin Simmons, basically yep, yep, so I got my work cut out for me. there is an impressive individual, somebody who completely gets it who gives of himself constantly and makes as big of an impact off the field as he does on the field. Justin Simmons, as impressive a player as I have encountered in my 30-plus years covering the National Football League. And now to look ahead to Week 7, it's reunion week. We have Jared Goff, who his own coach questioned this past week publicly, going back to play against his former coach, in L.A., who essentially cast him off to Detroit and wrote him off. Tough week to be Jared Goff with a lot to prove going up against the L.A. Rams. And Matthew Stafford gets to go up against his former franchise, though I don't think he feels the same way Jared Goff does, being that they accommodated his request to be traded and sent him to L.A., where I don't think Matthew Stafford could be any happier than he is right now working with Sean McVay and making the Rams one of the most formidable teams in the NFL. We also get a reunion this week with J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins going up against their former team, the Houston Texans. And if we're going to give them truth serum, I would say that they probably feel a little bit more the way Jared Goff feels about the Rams than Matthew Stafford does about the Detroit Lions. Think that. Both men wanted out of the Texans franchise in the worst way. Both are happy and relieved not to be there any longer. And while both made an impact in the Houston community, J.J. Watt did tremendous things. DeAndre Hopkins also. I think both feel reborn and renewed on an unbeaten Cardinals team as they get to go up against their former Houston Texans team in reunion week in what should be a tremendous matchup. Also, David Johnson, I guess, He gets to go up against his former team, the Cardinals team that traded him for DeAndre Hopkins. The other attractive matchup this week, who would have thought it at this point in the season, week seven, Bengals-Ravens. Lamar Jackson's never lost to the Bengals, 5-0 against Cincinnati, but this is a different Cincinnati team, despite the fact that Joe Burrow is 1-4 in divisional games in his career with the only win coming in the most recent AFC North game at Pittsburgh in week three this past season. Tom Brady gets to go up against another team that said no to him when he was a free agent, the Chicago Bears. I don't think he will forget that. Colts 49ers on Sunday night, which should be an interesting matchup. Again, you have Carson Wentz 2-0 against the 49ers in his career. DeForest Buckner, speaking of reunions, faces his former team for the first time after he was traded to the Colts for a first round pick in March of 2020. And then the week seven wraps up on Monday night, New Orleans in Seattle, where we will be for a Monday night countdown, a trip across the country. And the only time that these two teams met on Monday night football was in 2013 when the Seahawks set the Guinness world record for crowd noise during a 34 seven win. I would imagine it'll be very loud there, despite the fact that Russell Wilson will not be playing, and it'll be Geno Smith once again at quarterback, his fourth career start on Monday Night Football and his first since 2014 when he was with the Jets. All right, before I let you go today, please check out Organized Chaos, an ESPN podcast hosted by former NFL coach Rex Ryan and his former Jets and Ravens linebacker Bart Scott. The duo will be reunited in this weekly podcast with new episodes every Monday, that will provide listeners with expert insight and analysis on everything happening around the league, featuring trending stories from on and off the field. That's organized chaos. Listen, wherever you get your podcasts. Also our annual NBA opening night doubleheader is Wednesday, October 20th. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown and the Celtics are at Madison square garden to take on Julius Randall, former Celtic Kemba Walker and the Knicks at seven 30 Eastern four 30 Pacific. Then It's our primetime West Coast game with reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets in Phoenix squaring off against Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and the Suns, last season's Western Conference champs. Two great matchups to tip off the NBA season on ESPN and the ESPN app. One app, one tap. And with that, one more time, I want to thank the Broncos safety Justin Simmons for his time and for his thoughtfulness. I want to thank my great producer, Christina Buswell, for editing up the Justin Simmons interview and making it ideal for everybody else to eavesdrop in on, for lack of a better phrase. I want to thank you, the audience, for tuning into another Adam Schefter podcast. Until next week, have a great week, be well, and stay safe.